This week, I'm going to be adding to our ongoing series on guard um, with a question I think has great significance in our faith. Um, it's, what does it mean to fear the Lord? So, um, you might have saw it, but uh, I'm not going to ask you what your biggest fears are or anything like that. So I compiled a few um, different phobias, and I'm going to see if you guys can guess on what they mean, okay? So the first one I have is alectorophobia. Who thinks they know what that might mean? Uh, a bat disease. Uh, no. But <laughs> it's the fear of chickens, okay? So all these are going to be the fear of something. So my, my second one is pagonophobia. So this is a fear of something. Fear of garbage, would you? Fear of pigs. It is the fear of beards. So um, I apologize if um, myself or Denny um, or any of us who have beards kind of scared you a little bit. Um, so my third one is dendrophobia. Who thinks they know what that one might mean? Fear of dandruff. I got that one the first one, too. No, it's the fear of trees. But that was a good guess. All right, so I, I have my last one, and this is my own personal phobia. So I, I thought I had, I had to put this one up. So it's aphidiophobia. I probably butchered that, but, you know, I tried. Fear of dying. No, it is the fear of snakes. Um, oh, man. Uh, so I want you guys to turn with me, um, if you have a, a Bible with you, um, to Deuteronomy 10. 12 to 13. Uh, I'll give you guys a second to uh, turn there. All right, I think most of you guys got it. So I'm going to read. Um, it goes, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. So I want to highlight two parts of this passage um, to kind of start off. So we're first told to fear God, right? But then we're told to love him. See, I think this kind of causes some friction, doesn't it, right? Uh, we know God is loving, and we're supposed to draw near to him, to love him, and to walk in his ways, but we're supposed to fear him. See, I don't know about you, but if I'm around my fears, whatever yours may be, I'm not going to draw near to it and love it, right? So I, I said my personal fear is I have a fear of snakes, right? So if I'm out hiking in the woods and I see a snake, you're not going to find me running up to it, loving it, and drawing near to it. No, I'll be the first one back to the car because all I have to do is outrun one of you guys. But should we fear God in this way? So I, I'm going to put this up on the screen. I have 2 Corinthians 5.10. I'll have to t uh, turn to it. But it reads, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So I want you to imagine that you got to go to your favorite restaurant. So I'm not talking like fast food, uh, like a nice sit-down restaurant, and you, you sit down and you have the best meal of your life. I'm talking appetizers, um, I'm talking, you know, a, a gourmet um, a meal and the best dessert you've ever had. But then the bill comes, right? And somebody's got to pay for the bill. You can't pay it, so who's going to? You see, I think some of us relate to God in this way, 
There's a bill that needs to be paid, and someone has to pay it. But then there are some of you who fear God because you believe if you don't, you will be punished. You stay in line and you do your best because you believe God is waiting up there, ready to smite you, right where you stand. But let's look back at Deuteronomy 10. There it is. Um, and uh, it says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For those, who, for those of us who fear God and obey him because we're afraid to be punished, really nail that first part, right? We're told to fear him. But what's that next part? It's to love him. And see, I really think we miss that mark on the second requirement. So when I was, out of, uh, was right out of high school, um, I had a job that I wasn't overly fond of. Uh, I had a boss who I'm going to name Yeller, and Yeller would yell. Um, so you see, Yeller had a particular thing uh, they would want done every single day, um, which was fine, but it wasn't the way that I would particularly do it. Um, but if we didn't, um, my coworkers and I would get yelled at and get in trouble if we didn't. Um, so we would fear my boss um, and do that task every day so we wouldn't get in trouble, except the days that Yeller didn't work. See, we would completely ignore that task and not even do it that entire day. See, we didn't do that task every single day because we had a respect and love for our boss. No, we did it because we didn't want to get in trouble and we feared the punishment if we didn't do that. You see, when we fear God in this way, we fear God out of respect and love for him. No, we fear God because we fear what might happen if we don't. But what about those of you who fear God and obey because they know they will prosper? See, God wants us to prosper, right? Uh, I'm going to turn to another uh, passage. Um, it's in Deuteronomy. It's from Moses talking to the Israelites. Um, it's Deuteronomy 6, uh, 23 to 24. I'm going to have to turn there. Um, but I'll read it for you. And it says, But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God, so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as is this case today. See, God wants us to live and prosper with him. But again, I think you might find your fear misplaced. Uh, do you guys know what FOMO is? Um, so it's an acronym, right, for the fear of missing out. And I think we find that a lot today, right, especially in COVID. Um, there's a lot to miss out on. But it, so I want you to imagine um, all your friends uh, went on this great beach trip, but your parents told you that you can't go. So you always obeyed your parents, and they provided for you, and they could give you whatever you want. But man, this trip... It's going to be great. See, uh, that, that fear of missing out fills you up. So you sneak out of your house and you go on this trip. Knowing that when you come home, you'll ask for forgiveness and say you're sorry and your parents will forgive you and things will go back to normal until the next thing comes along and then the next and the next and you just keep doing it over and over. 
You see, with this type of fear, we obey God because we know it leads to everlasting life. But you're trying to manipulate God to basically have your cake and eat it too. A lot of you might find yourself this way when you come to church, you say the right things and act the Christian way, but when you're with your friends, you're in a club or a sports team, you change and conform to how you should act. Even if it isn't how God calls us to act. This is because what we believe will make us prosper changes. Acting a non-godly way helps us prosper with our friends or on our team to kind of fit that norm. But when your life doesn't meet the expectations and you need it to improve, you act how God wants you to so you can feel like your life can prosper. See, I think these are the main ways we wrongfully and unnaturally relate to God when it comes to fearing him. See, we either just plain don't fear him, fear the punishment if we don't, or fear him until it's convenient to us. So then I ask the question again. What, ah, got it. What does it mean to fear the Lord? I think fearing the Lord can be summed down to being in awe and reverence of him. So the holidays uh, were just last month. How many of you guys watched Elf during that time? All right, so a lot of you. So it's kind of fresh in the mind. So you might remember the scene when Buddy is working at that toy store, Gimbal's. Uh, and, and that Gimbal's manager yells, attention everyone, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa, I know him. And then what does Buddy do next? See, he looks around that store and knows that place isn't ready for Santa. So he spends that entire night redecorating that store with all those, you know, paper snowflakes and the cool lights, the, the crazy Lego stuff, and that, like, Etch-a-Sketch that he put on the tree of, like, the Mona Lisa that I still think, like, how do they do that, you know? But you see, that's how we should fear the Lord. See, Buddy had an awe and reverence for Santa. Buddy knew he had to have that store ready for him, not because he feared he would be punished if he didn't, or he would prosper, um, get like the, the new elf job or something like that if he did. No, he loved and respected Santa so much. See, this is what we're called to do when we're commanded to fear the Lord. See, we walk in all his ways, we love him, serve the Lord with all our heart and with all our soul, and we keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, not because we fear punishment or will prosper because we do so, because he is God and we are not. You see, I think everyone in the room lands in one of those three camps. You either don't fear God and you just don't care, or you fear God's punishment, so you stay in line, or you obey and fear God because you believe you will prosper. But fearing God should lead us to him. Because there's only one way to truly save us. As I said earlier, there was a bill to be paid, right? When you went um, to your restaurant and got to eat whatever you want. And see, that bill is only paid through Jesus Christ. See, I don't know about you, but when I stand in front of that judgment throne, I want Christ as my advocate. I don't want God to judge me as my full, sinful self. See, that strikes fear in me. But knowing that God, in, that Christ is my advocate, 
I don't have to have that fear. I can boldly come to the throne as I am. And with that in mind, we don't need to fear the Lord's punishment, do we? Uh, see, I'm, I'm going to bring up another verse, 1 John 4.18. Um, you don't have to turn to it. I'll, I'll read it to you guys. Um, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Guys, you remember that third requirement in uh, Deuteronomy 10? It's to love him. If we truly loved God, we would have no fear of punishment from him because we are secure in our own salvation. See, there's only perfect love in our relationship with God. See, God's not just waiting around to smite us because he truly does love us. And so that should, like it says right here, for fear has to do with punishment. So there is no punishment. So why would we have that type of fear? See, like I said before, the fear of God is an awe and reverence of him. What that means is we have a deep respect and love mixed with a sense of wonder and fear. See, we want to be like Buddy with Santa. We know he is coming, and we have such a deep respect and love for him, it produces our faith. If we fear the Lord, everything we read tonight falls into place. See, we fear the Lord your God, walk in all his ways. We love him, we'll serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord. And that's what it means to fear the Lord.